The following is a sermon from the Vicar and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. I don't love email. I don't know if you love email or not, but I just don't. And to be honest, it's not email's fault. It's, it's not that there's anything wrong with it or that it's too old-fashioned or anything, but there's something that you have to do when you email somebody that you don't have to do in any other form of electronic communication. And it's that at the end of the email, you have to have two little words or one little word and a comma and then write your name. Like, sincerely vicar or you have to choose one little sign off at the end of your message and i don't know why i'm weird but when i get to the end of a long email or i get to the end of writing something i spend more time trying to decide what words to put on this little sign off than the rest of the email so i don't like email at all until i finally found my sign off like I finally found the one word that I can use as my fail safe again and again, and I don't have to think about it anymore. And maybe if you've gotten an email from me, you know what that word is. You probably have your own. But mine is blessings, blessings comma, vicar. And I was really excited when I finally got this, this sign off But now I'm unsure about it again, which brings me back to a whole nother problem. But I was thinking about, like, what does it mean when I say blessings, comma, vicar? And I said email. And you read that email, and he says, blessings. What does that mean to you? Well, truth be told, it it really doesn't mean anything for me to tell you blessings on an email and you, and you read it, it's at best, it's like, I wish the best for you, or I'm thinking about you. But for me to write blessings, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't really change anything. Like the word blessings doesn't mean a lot. We even do this with when someone sneezes nowadays to bless you. And it really doesn't mean anything other than something we do. I was thinking about the word blessings because today we're talking about the blessing, the blessing that the Lord gives us, the Lord bless you and keep you. And I wonder if we've started to feel like the blessing is nothing more than that. It's nothing more than something we say, or it's something that we close the service with. And it's like, I wish the best for you. But today we're blessed with the opportunity to dig into the blessing and see that the blessing really is something. We're going to see why the blessing means something, why it's better than just something at the end of the email. And secondly, what it does. Why and what. That's what we're going to be focusing on this morning. So let's read the text 
In your bulletins, we're on page eight, reading from Numbers chapter six, starting with verse 22. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. This is the word of the Lord. So remember, we're trying to think about why is the blessing different than any other blessing? And the first part of this is in verse 23. Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them. So here we are. God is talking to Moses. And he says, Moses, tell Aaron to tell the priests, these guys in robes, to say these words to my people. Say them to the Israelites. And here we are. 3,500 years later, guys in robes saying the same words to God's people. You see, the first reason that the blessing is something different than, than if I just write you an email is that man from God. This is God-backed words. He says, bless the Israelites. Bless God's people. But the second reason At the end of verse 27, take a look. So they, the priests, will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. So they, the priests, God's representatives, will put people, but God will bless them. Think about that. When we raise our hands, and we say the blessings, we look around the room, all we are doing, pastor or whomever, all we're really doing is we're putting God's name on your foreheads. It's like we've got a stamp, and we're putting the Lord's name on you, but we're not blessing you. What does God say? I will bless them. So the difference between an email I send is that God actually promises and God says he will bless them. I don't want to, I don't want to like group you guys all into the same category as me, but I know for myself, I, I haven't always thought of the blessing as, as something so spectacular as God actually blesses them, actually doing something. And to be honest, if we don't, see the blessing as something that God is really doing and really changing in our lives, we're lacking a little bit of trust in God. Because he says here that he will bless you. Through these words, he's not actually just promising that he already did something. He's actually, in that moment, blessing you with something. And so I want to just think about blessings in general and and kind of attack our our skepticism maybe 
because we've gotten so used to the blessing. I want us to think about what a blessing from God really means and, and see that this is really a true thing. And so I want to look at a blessing from God and a curse from God and see that they both come true so we can trust that the blessing actually comes true as well. The first thing is the curse. And I was talking with, with pastor about this verse. Um, and he shared with me that when he went to the Holy Land, something in particular really struck him. I've never been to the Holy Land, but he, he visited the city of Chorazin. And if you remember in the Bible, it's one of the cities that, that Jesus cursed because they didn't believe in him as the son of God. And pastor said that when he walked to this city, it struck him that the only thing that was there were, were excavated ruins. The city that Jesus had cursed was no more a city, a city of life, nothing there at all. Because God's curses really play out. And then I want to think about a blessing too, a blessing in the Bible that's come true. There's many of them, but one that strikes out to me is, is God's blessing to Abraham when he said, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars are in the sky. And think about how many people today in our age, but also all the way throughout history, have claimed Abraham as their father. Not only through genealogy or race, but then also the true sons of Abraham in faith. My point is that when God blesses something, when God curses something, it's really a blessing. It's really a curse. It really will happen. So this blessing that we do every time at the end of the service, it actually means something. It actually does something because the triune God, the three-in-one God, backs it. He's the one that blesses us. So that's the first part. We wanted to look at why the blessing means something, but now let's take a look at what that actually means in our lives. So I want to think about it as it's a Trinity Sunday. So I'm going to think of a three in one blessing. There's three blessings in this one blessing. And the first one is right there in verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The first blessing is that the Lord keeps you. Think about what does it mean? to have the Lord keep you. Well, the keep is like to hold something in your hand. The Lord hold you in his hand. So it's, it's not, just, not just the fact that he's going to support you, that he's going to feed you and take care of all your needs, but it's also that when we try to go our own ways, when we sin and we fall, in this blessing, what he's actually doing is he's picking us up in forgiveness, putting us right back into the center of his hand. He's keeping us. With these words, he's actually bringing us back into his fold. So that's the first part of this three-in-one blessing. The second one is in verse 25. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. This one's probably the harder one to understand. 
The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. What does it mean to have the Lord's face shine on you? I think Moses and Aaron would have had an interesting look into what this meant. Because if you remember when Moses went up the mountain, 40 days he was with God, received the the law of God, the Ten Commandments. Moses' face shone for days after because he was in the presence of God because God's face was shining on him, that he was reflecting God's glory like the moon reflects. So what does it mean to have God's face shine on you? It's to stand in his presence. It's to be in his glory and live. And how could we ever do that if it weren't for the blood of Jesus? How could we ever stand in God's presence if it weren't for the forgiveness that we have in Christ? And so when when we see receive this blessing, the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. We're receiving a word of forgiveness, a word of you, our, you are forgiven. You can be in my presence because of what Jesus Christ has done. He's forgiving and giving you his glory and grace. So that's the second part. The last part is the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Last thing, he's giving you peace. I don't know about you, but the blessing always gave me peace growing up. I remember watching my pastor and he raises his hands and he just get this huge grin on his face. He was a really smiley guy. And every time he'd end the service like that, I just feel like this, this emotional peace in my heart. And maybe in a way you feel that way too emotionally because it's the end of the service and everything. But the blessing is giving us a lot more peace than just an emotion. The peace we receive in the blessing is a peace that only the Holy Spirit can give. It's a peace that that the Holy Spirit has given us faith in our hearts that we are now right with God. We are no longer enemies of God. It's a peace that has given us a new life to live with God and for God. And finally, it's a peace that the Holy Spirit gives us that, that we can live our lives at peace, knowing that our Father has the best intentions for us and that he's going to care for us and we can trust him in all things. This is the peace that God gives us. And it's a peace that he gives in the blessing. You see, these words that we close out the service every time with, the Lord bless you and keep you, they're, they're not just words. They're not just a sign-off. They're words that, that God gave us to stamp on your foreheads for God to truly bless you. And he gives you three blessings. He keeps you, he makes his face shine on you, and he gives you peace. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Mm-hmm.